Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Really excited for today's guest and our conversation today. Very wellness focused. We can all use a little bit more of that in our lives. Um, So our special guest today is Hope Pedraza, who is a certified holistic nutritionist, a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and she's the host of her own podcast, Hopeful and Wholesome. Um, Hope helps career-driven women to heal their gut, balance their minds and feel good in their bodies again. And she is a mom, a serial entrepreneur and founder of a Pilates based franchise in balance studio. So you got lots on the go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope. Yeah, um, thanks so much for having me on to get started. Do you want to share a little bit more like about yourself, your background, what brought you to do this work that you do? Yeah, sure. Um, So my background is in dance. Like I started dancing when I was three years old and that kind of got me into like the movement space and kind of the mind body realm. As I danced throughout high school and college, I got into Pilates. Um, I started taking it myself and then I started teaching it as just like a side gig in college. And so that really got me into um, just really diving deeper into movement and the human body led me to nutrition. So it just kind of all snowballed from there. I started my studio, um, about 10 years ago and then initially just, you know, wanted to build a studio that kind of just offered a little bit of everything because all of our, our classes are Pilates based, but we have, we have, you know, we've bar, we've trampoline cardio, we've hit classes. And then from there, kind of, I brought in the nutrition piece, realizing that, you know, all the ladies coming into my studio, needed to, you know, they were looking for that like holistic, comprehensive, like approach. Right. And me listening to them talk to each other, you know, in the studio talking about they're doing this diet and that diet and that diet. And I'm like, no, like this is, you're not doing it right. And so uh, I started just kind of with like a basic nutrition coaching program, like, well, at least let me offer like some level of support. And then from there, I just, you know, I did some further education. I did a degree program and just kind of kept learning. So I could really offer like as a deep, go as deep as I could with their nutrition and really help them like put the pieces together. I love that. Yeah. The whole holistic approach. Mm-hmm. You're right. Cause we do the exercise and we can get into that stuff, but the, the nutrition side of things can get really confusing. It, it can. Yeah. There's a lot of noise out there and there's a lot of, you know, conflicting information and trendy stuff. And, and that was really what I was listening to the ladies do. And then you know, then I'd hear them also complain about, well, I've got this ache and that ache and I don't have any energy. I'm like, well, yeah, you're like starving yourselves. So it's, 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 there's a lot of noise out there. So it's, it's hard to navigate. I, I think it, it can be, it doesn't have to be, but it can be hard to navigate the world of wellness and trying to figure out, you know, what path you should be taking. It, it can be, it can be tricky. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. So we're here to chat about that then. Let's talk about that. Um, what is that? So you're a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. What is that? <laughs> what does that mean? Yes, yes, yes. So basically it, we're taking a functional approach to nutrition. And so I use functional labs and screenings to help get a picture of like what's going on underneath the surface and then treat the body as a whole. So we're, instead of treat, treating things like symptomatically, like if you were to go into just a regular doctor, right? They're going to treat you per symptom, but treating the body as a whole. So treating the whole body, coaching up function of the entire body, and then coaching down any like dysfunction and balances, metabolic chaos that's going in the body. So we're treating the body from a holistic perspective, um, to heal the whole body. Okay. Good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not just dealing with the things as they happen, but actually exactly. being proactive. We all need that. Yes. Um, so what you do, like I was on your Instagram and you had, um, information about like human design types. So can we tell a little, like talk a little bit about, um, human design and how that plays into health and nutrition and what, what that means? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got into human design, I guess about a year ago, just with, for like my own self and just really fell in love with it. Like I, 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 um, I connected with a girl on maybe a Facebook or Instagram and that's, you know, I did a couple of readings with her and I, I just fell in love with it. I, I, like I told her, I felt like after having that first reading, like I was meeting an old friend, which sounds so cheesy, but it's like, you know, you spend, you spend a lot of your life, like either trying to fit a mold and try to fit like the conditioning that society puts on you. And then when you realize like through human design, especially with something like human design, like how you were actually designed to be it's like, it's so freeing. It's like, no, wait, I've been trying to like hide all these pieces of me, but like, this is me. Like, and so it's just like that validation, like, okay, this is me. This is how I was designed. This is how I was designed to live. This is like, you know, what my soul is here for. And so I wanted to bring in that element to my coaching with my nutrition clients, because, you know, the nutrition part of course is key, but, but I also feel like there's, there's a way to look at wellness through the, through the lens of human design in that a lot of times, I, I think that a lot of times chronic disease happens when we spend too much energy trying to be who we are not, trying to be something that we're not. And whether it's, you know, society, our, our family lineage, whatever, our experiences, just beliefs as a collective, but we're trying to like mold ourselves to how we should be, right? Using quotes there, how we should be and what, what uh, behavior should look like or how, you know, how we should exist. And so when these things all when these things add up and we're trying to be all the things we should, you know, using quote should be, we expend a lot of energy. We waste a lot of energy and we spend excessive amounts of energy trying to like hold that like persona of these things we think we should be. And, and in that doing that, I think that that's what builds up dis-ease in the body because we're holding up all that, that stored energy with, with nowhere for it to go. And I think that's a lot of times what causes, you know, the body to burn out and for, you know, stress to really take its toll on our body. And so I think that with human design, you're able to really discover how you were designed to exist, like what your unique blueprint is so that you can really live more in alignment with who you're meant to be instead of wasting energy, trying to be someone you're not. Yeah. 
I love that. I started listening to a book last night on my like Hay House membership and it's called like F the Shoulds. So it's yes, exactly I love that. what you're saying. Yes. I'm like, oh yeah, this that. makes a lot of sense. But yeah, that coming, like coming into alignment with, you know, who am I, how am I designed? Cause it is different for everyone. And yeah. when we trying to kind of fit into the, well, that's what this person does. So I'll try that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and then you're chasing and you're, and then there's the guilt and the shame yep. and the yep. blame when it's not working. Totally. It's like, well, why is it work for them? But it's not working for me. And that's then exactly it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. what are the types of human design? Like, are there a few types that you can talk about or? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's um, four or five main types that can kind of go through like just kind of the gist of each of them. Okay. And if, if for anybody listening, if you're not familiar with human design, you can go online and get your chart free. There's like multiple sites out there. I really like myhumandesign.com. Um, she does a really good job of um, giving good explanations and stuff. You can go to geneticmatrix.com, mybodygraph. Uh, there's a lot of sites, but, but yeah, so you can kind of get your chart and then kind of follow along and, you know, because it'll give you your type, it'll give you your profile, it'll give you a lot of the basics. So for the types, so first there's a generator. Generators are here to kind of, of initiate things. They're the initiators. And so it's about 38% of the population. And they're like the life force of the planet. They're like the builders. They're the, the self-starters. And so they have a really strong aura that's really magnetic. Like it's constantly pulling life to them. And they're really here to do what lights them up. And that's where they find like their zone of genius is really doing things that light them up and, and able to like do the creative endeavors that, that they find that they're passionate about. Um, they, they're, they have a lot of energy. So they're meant to expend a lot of energy. So I usually tell like my generators, like work until exhaustion, like by, by the end of the day, you should be exhausted because a lot of times if you're not, and you're trying to go to bed, you have all this pent up energy that you haven't like expended and it's just ruminating in your head. And then your body's like, Oh, it doesn't know what to do with, you know, the X energy. So working till exhaustion is what I always tell my generator types. Um, and then, and really focusing on kind of what we were talking before, which I, I think it's true for every type, but especially for generators doing the things in terms of like diet, nutrition, doing the things that let you up and the things that excite you. So eating what excites you, doing exercise that excites you rather than what you think you should be doing. Cause that's when you're going to meet resistance when you're doing things that you think you quote should be doing. Right. So, um, so that's the generators. There's also next is manifestors. So manifestors are a very small percent. So only about 9% of the population and they are the initiators. So they're, they're here to inform the people around them about their decisions before they take action. Um, manifestors, because it's such a small percentage, they can sometimes make people feel a little off because sometimes they like to keep to themselves um, and they kind of have to protect their energy a little bit, but, but they really are like visionaries. They're very independent, but they're visionaries and they activate, they're here to activate people around them. So the manifestors are the ones that activate the generators to get things done. Um, so for the manifestors, it's really important to like work with your energy and knowing that there's like a working phase, there's kind of a transition phase. And then there's a resting phase where they can kind of like recharge their batteries. And so I like to encourage my manifestors to kind of use food and exercise like that too, like be okay with kind of doing things in spurts. Like when you're in that, like really working phase, um, 
that, that like action phase, eating things that keep your energy up. Maybe it's higher calorie foods. Maybe it's higher fat foods, doing things to like expend a lot of energy. But then when you're in that resting phase, kind of have to shift that taking time to take naps, rest, like do what your body needs, really tuning into your body and doing what your body needs to really like protect your energy. Um, and then next we have manifesting generators and that's what I am. I'm a manifesting generator. And these are here to do things their own way. So I, when I did my reading, I've always been somebody who has my hand in like 28 different things at once. Like, in, in like my, 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 uh, Google Chrome tab is like full, like Testament to that. My husband gets on me all the time. You can't possibly know what's going on in all those tabs. I'm like, but I do know what's going on in all those tabs, but it's, but generators are here to do a bunch of different things and do things their own way. They like set their own rules. They're, they're supposed to be, they're supposed to be multitaskers. I know, you know, psychologists say that you can't really multitask, but manifesting generators are here to multitask. They're here to, to really inspire creativity and to bring about creativity in other people. And to really trust their intuition their, and their own internal compass to find like where they're supposed to go. Um, because they have so much energy, similar to, to generators, they have, they have a lot of energy that they need to get rid of. And so they require a higher calorie diet. A lot of times they require eating more like variety of food. So eating the same thing all the time for manifesting generators isn't usually productive for them. Um, and, and knowing that, that you can go through phases because you change your mind a lot. And for manifesting generators know that it's okay to change your mind a lot. That's you're here to change your mind and follow where your intuition is telling you to go, which sometimes mean, you know, changing directions. And so the same is true for like phases in like exercise nutrition. Um, you know, you might have a, a running phase and then you have a CrossFit phase, you have a cycling phase, but like doing things in phases because you're doing things that light you up and that excite you. And then you move on to the next thing when it no longer excites you anymore, because, because once we're doing things that don't excite you, you're wasting energy. So kind of what I was talking about at the beginning, when we spend so much time, like being who are not made to be, you waste a lot of energy. You're spending energy. That's really not, it's not to be wasted. You have to protect your energy and so yeah, that's what manifesting generators are. And there's projectors. So projectors are about 22% of the population and they're here to wait for recognition and for an invitation. So they're like our, our world's most gifted guides and they're here to guide us, but they're also here to wait for the invitation for, for them to guide us. So they're able to really it's, it's like the people, you know, that can really see things differently. They really to like, they're able to really like see deep into other people and to read other people's energy really well, um, which can work against them in some cases because it leaves them open to like taking on other people's emotions and other people's conditioning. Um, and so they really have to, by, for my projectors, I always tell them that you really have to work to protect your energy. So projectors are good at working in spurts, whereas like generators and manifesting generators are like, they just work, 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 they can work till exhaustion. And then they can be like, okay, I'm done for projectors working in spurts, like even just like three, four hours at a time, and then taking a break, giving their, their internal battery a chance to recharge. And so that they're not running themselves into the ground because a lot of times they feel pressure and conditioning, especially if they're around other like generators and manifesting generators, um, for people who are like, like partners, whether it's spouses or just life partners, a lot of times that can cause you butt heads. Cause you feel this pressure to like, well, I need to be working. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing these things because their spouse or significant other is a different type, but, but that's not how projectors are made to be. Projectors are made to just work in spurts and then, and then they rest. And so using food like that too. So, um, 
big portions can help you kind of feel weighed down as projectors. So eating things that make you feel light and vibrant. Um, a lot of times having like a very specific way of eating is helpful for a projector. So whether that's, you know, paleo or vegan or, you know, whole 30, whatever, they're good at like sticking to, um, specific ways of eating and that keeps their energy up. And then knowing to listen to their body because they if, if they end up working themselves too much, they can start to feel a little foggy, their energy is low. And so just knowing that, that that's an indication your body's telling you like, hey, it's time to take a rest period. And then the last type is a reflector. Reflectors are the most unique um, type. Less than 1% of the population is a reflector. And reflectors are very sensitive to the energy around them. They have a really sensitive aura where they just kind of take in everybody's energy around them and they kind of reflect it back to them. So, um, because they're so sensitive to other people's energy, again, they have to protect their own energy. And so, you know, I always encourage my reflectors, like taking time to be by yourself. Alone time is really important. Having like a space that's your own. Like I, I, meditation is something I always encourage my clients to do, just keeping that mindfulness piece and with like the holistic nutrition equation, holistic wellness. So if you, if you, you know, set a little corner up in your room, like having your space. So that's your space for meditation or for quiet time or for journaling or whatever it is, but having like a safe space environment is really important to reflectors. And so um, having just a space that's your own can be, feel really like, grounding and nourishing to the body. And then, um, and then for reflect, for reflectors, like, like playing with what feels good to your body. And, and if, if a specific way of exercising or a specific way of eating feels good, if it, it gives you a, a sense of like consistency for your energy, then do that. So it's, it's reflectors like really have to hone in on like trusting their intuition, listening to their intuition so they can find what works best for them because everybody's different. It's going to be different for everybody. Um, but, uh, yeah, just really tuning into what feels good for them and what feels like nourishing and helps them keep just their energy consistent. Yeah. I love it. It was a really good rundown. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're just a wealth of knowledge over there. I love it. Um, so knowing that, like, it sounds like then kind of how you work with your clients is taking that into consideration and then that being how it impacts nutrition, um, their lifestyle, their mm -hmm exercise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause it really affects everything. Like, you know, we, I kind of look at like the pillars of wellness that I work with, with my clients, which is like, you know, it's diet, nutrition, it's sleep, it's stress, it's, you know, supplements and kind of putting that together with human design because everything is affected by, I mean, your sleep and your nutrition and all of that is, you know, human design is, is so it integrates into all of those pieces. And so, yeah, just kind of, um, personalizing that to each person and knowing like, because, because it's the same thing with like, like with diets, right? Like I always say this, like, there's no one size fits all diet. And I feel like human design is like, this is the exact reason why, like we're literally all designed hundred percent different. And so taking that piece and putting the human design with it is, is a really good just blueprint for like, Hey, let's, let's make this as like flowy as possible. Like, so you're meeting with as little resistance as possible. So we can implement these things and we're working with your body and not against it. Yeah, absolutely. So they can do, you were saying online tests can help them at least identify yes. their type. Yeah. And their then, yes. So you'll get, so if you do it online, it'll give you like your type and your profile, depending on which site you go to, which is why my favorite really is probably my human design. Cause she gives, um, 
I forget her name, Zoe, I'll think of it later. Um, but she gives a really good, um, description of like the main things. Now you can of course pay to get like more in depth stuff, but she gives us a really good job of giving at least like the main things she gives talks about like your digestion, your, um, your best, like your most, um, crucial sense your like what environment you thrive in the most. Um, so yeah, she gives you all like the important stuff. Okay. I love it. And then kind of from that, people can even go mm-hmm. deeper and, right. and even exactly. working with you to really get a plan in place of how totally. that works. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, like we talk about like, okay, taking cues from your body, trusting your intuition. I mean, I feel like people always want to know more about that. Like how, how do we do that? How do we, you know, navigate that? I feel like yeah. when we're, we're on the go, we're busy. There's so many things coming at us all the time that, you know, it's, it's hard to decipher, okay, what, what is my body telling yeah. me? And yeah. um, so what is your recommendation for that? That's a good question. And, and I mean, I know this is like kind of a non-answer, but it really is just like practicing and listening because, and that's one of the things I, I work with my clients first, like when we first start working together, I have them do this food journal and it's, which sounds really boring and lame, but they're not just tracking like what they eat, but I'm asking him like, how did you feel before you eat? How did you feel after you eat? What kind of mood were you in? Like, I'm asking him all these like really specific questions. Like one of my clients is like, I feel like I'm in therapy, like answering all these questions about my food, but really it's, it's really to build that sense of self-awareness because a lot of times, you know, we're, we're, we're go, 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 going throughout the day a lot of us very rarely stop and really check in with, with our body and like what our body's doing. And so with like, with this food journal, it's, it's forcing you to think about, okay, what mood was I in? How did I feel? What was going on during the day? And so then we can relate it back to, oh, well, I felt really crappy later in the day, but then earlier in the day I was super stressed and I was eating on the go. And then my digestive system system was all messed up. So you're able to like connect dots that way. So I really think it just takes practice and it takes intentionality. I mean, it takes intention for sure. And, and just even, you know, a few times a day, stopping everything you're doing. And it's just something I've always encouraged my clients to do just stopping and literally just checking in, like asking yourself, Hey, like, how do I feel right now? Do I have my holding tension anywhere? Am I feeling tired? Do I need to get up and take a walk real quick? Do I need to, you know, so just intentionally taking a couple breaks throughout the day to check in with yourself. And I think that's really the easiest way to really check in with your intuition is checking in with yourself and letting, cause your intuition knows the answer. A lot of times we're just blocking the answer because we're in our head about it, but it's getting you out of your head and getting you into your body. So we can really feel it's, it's more about feeling than thinking. And so when we're able to kind of put that into practice, it kind of helps that, that, that inner voice of intuition speak a little bit louder. And then I think the other part of it is, is really bringing in mindfulness into your life. And that's why I mentioned the meditation earlier, Um, but, but it doesn't have to be meditation. It could be journaling. It could be praying. It could be walking in nature. It could just be sitting outside on the porch, but, but, but quieting your mind, right. Again, turning off my going into your body, this, that bringing that sense of mindfulness really helps quiet down the noise of the world and really can help you tune into your intuition to that inner voice. Okay. Absolutely. love that. Lots of good ideas there. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, so what does this mean? Like once, like, what do you see from your clients? I guess, kind of like, as you start them, you make these plans and sort of end result, like what kind of things can they expect as, as changes and, and noticeable kind of like positive results from doing yeah. some of this work? 
Yeah. So for, for most of the ladies I work with, they're dealing with a lot of different things on the health front. Like there's, you know, multiple symptoms involved. Some of them have autoimmune issues. Some of them it's like, you know, stubborn weight, which really and truly is just a symptom of other things going on. And so they just really want to figure out what's going on in their body. So it's really a combination of things because, you know, we're putting the nutrition piece together with the mindfulness piece and with just kind of that wellness piece. And they really build on each other. And it's, again, it's my first goal is always to get them to build that sense of, of self-awareness first and foremost, because that's really when you make the, the biggest changes and the biggest transformations with anything, not even with wellness. I mean, it can be in relationships or, you know, whatever, but building that sense of self-awareness is always crucial first and foremost. Like let's really track what's going on. And when they're having reactions to things, when, you know, we make some changes in their diet or whatever, and they're still having reactions, I have them go back, hey, go back to your wellness journal let's start journaling this week, track everything you're eating, track your cycle. Like let's tune into our body and figure out what's going on. So that's the first piece. And, and, and all of them come out with this sense of like feeling like kind of what I was saying before that cheesy line. Well, I, I felt like I was meeting an old friend when I started learning human design, but you're feeling like that too, building that sense of self-awareness. Cause you're like, okay, I actually know what's going into my body. I can feel when things are off so it can help you kind of redirect, you know, your life or your diet or whatever to kind of get back on track. So I'd say that's first and foremost. And, and using human design is like, I mean, I just think it's just the other transformational piece because not only are you able to build that sense of self-awareness with like your health and stuff, but now you've got this human design piece that's really helping you to live in alignment in every other aspect of your life. And so it's just, it just, you know, they just go hand in hand. And then, and then two, the other big, you know, transformational piece is the whole goal. And that's what I do as an FDNP is to help them live symptom free. And so it's, it's being able to, you know, heal the gut, lower inflammation, balance hormones, whatever the issue is we're dealing with so that they feel like them again, they feel free in their body. Again, they feel like they have control of their body. And so now I feel like I have control of my body again, and now I can live in alignment. Like it just, it just all goes together. Yeah. It's very like empowering what you're describing, totally. just that self-awareness, knowing yourself. And then you're right. The more, you know, and recognize yourself, the more you're willing to make a change because yep. otherwise you're just going to kind of keep going to those past um, behaviors or, or exactly. whatnot. It's, it's exactly. easy, right? It's mm -hmm. easy yep, to go sure. to McDonald's and get the it French is. fries. <laughs> it, is. it really is. And it really is just like, you know, interrupting, it's just interrupting those patterns. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, I love that. Um, anything else like you can give people, like, I think so common, um, with women and, and busy women is that, um, low energy, I feel like gut health, things yeah. like that. And kind of how, what they impact in, um, in our, in our lives. And, um, I guess maybe simple, there's symptoms of things like thyroid issues or um, digestive issues and things like that. Is there anything like kind of a few comments you can make on some of those like very commonly experienced, I guess, yeah. um, issues and, and yeah. symptoms that people go through? Yeah. Yeah. Those really are probably the most frequent ones is like the energy part, the digestive part, the hormonal, like all, of course, all of it's tied together. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard to give like a quick answer for this because I can like go off. So many all day. Yeah. I know. Right. Um, but I'd say really, of course, first and foremost is like really tuning into your body because a lot of times you can kind of redirect things yourself. If you can really go into your body and kind of start tracking things and seeing when things happen, when I'm feeling this way and that way, then you're able to 
pinpoint, okay, I know that those foods are causing me problems. So maybe I don't eat those as much or it's okay. Well, I didn't drink as much water this day and I felt really crappy by the end of the day, probably need to hydrate more. So a lot of times you're able to redirect yourself by just like keeping track of what you're doing, like just tuning into your body. Um, tracking your cycle is always good. Even if you're on hormonal birth control, um, tracking your cycle to know what your body is doing at what time of the month, because a lot of times that triggers a lot of other things. I have a lot of clients who their autoimmune flares always happen around their menstrual cycle. Like that's, they know they're going to have triggers right then. So like, let's track things. Let's do all the things around when your cycles is about to start again, so that we can making sure we're, you know, we've cut out the sugar and the alcohol, the inflammatory things that are going to make the symptoms worse. Um, and then it's just, you know, limiting the amount of inflammation on the body. So that's, it's, you know, there's so many stressors that happen on and in the body. There's physical stressors, there's chemical stressors, there's situational stress, right? And so it's just limiting that as much as possible and knowing how to like manage the effects of it. So, you know, eating as anti-inflammatory as possible, getting rid of super inflammatory foods are limiting them as much as possible, right? It's, um, limiting toxic exposure to chemicals and like, you know, makeup and personal care products and cleaning products. It's really just limiting that toxic load on the body because that's, it's the toxic load on the body is really just what causes things to go haywire in the body anyway. And they come from so many different, it's impossible to limit all of them. Like we live on planet earth. There's going to be toxins. We're going to come. Our environment is not the best unless you're going to live in some agrarian society out in the middle of the Pacific ocean somewhere or something, but you know, we're going to come into contact with toxins, but it's just limiting it as much as possible and knowing how to like counteract that with anti-inflammatory things and ways to like really help the body detoxify. Okay. What are some anti-inflammatory things for people yeah, that good, I, aren't good familiar? Question. Yes. Yes. So it's for really it's plants, like plant-based foods, not saying you have to go plant-based, but plant-based foods, it's fruits and veggies and nuts and seeds and legumes. All of those foods are high in antioxidants, vitamins and minerals, um, all the things that your immune system needs to really thrive and function optimally. It's all the things that your gut needs to thrive and function optimally. It helps build a healthy gut. It helps build a healthy gut microbiome, which is all the bacteria in your gut. So the power of plants really can't be overstated. And that's again, not saying you have to eat plant-based there's, there's always room for meat if that's what you want to eat, but really putting a focus. And that's what I have my clients. I call it a plant focused diet with my clients. And it's just putting a focus on plants and just getting the power of, you know, the fiber and the vitamins and the minerals and antioxidants and all the things that plants have to offer. So make sure you get those plants in. That's right. Love it. Okay. Um, anything else before we wrap up? Like, this is amazing. And like I said, you're just, there's so much here, so much good information um, that again, helps just anyone in day-to-day -day life. Like I think we can get so caught up in our lives or, you know, we have our kids our work or um, just everything on a lot on our plate. So yeah. this is the things that we do need to stop and pay attention to and have that yeah. awareness and be taking cues from our body. So I love yeah. this because our body is what's, you know, what are the, the whole vehicle that we're able yeah. to function through. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we need to the keep only our, one you've got. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, anything else before we like wrap up that you'd like to leave listeners with or anything like that? Um, yeah, I think my, my parting wisdom is just to spend more time tuning in to yourself and spending more time, um, quieting your mind and really tuning into to your intuition. I think that's really one of the most powerful things you can do is to learn how to listen to your intuition. 
Um, so yeah, finding more time to do that can really be like the, the most important thing you can do. Yeah, it is. And like you said, with that example, I just, the other day, I was like, I was feeling off this day and I noticed I didn't drink as much water. And so it was like, the answer just came to me myself. Exactly. Exactly. Your body will tell you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. 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 So I need to be drinking more water so that (laughs) we do have that inner guide and we just have to listen to it. It's there though. Mm -hmm. It's all it's there for us. Um, How can people find you and connect with you? Yes. Yeah. So you can find me. I'm probably most active on Instagram. I'm at the hope Pedraza. And then I have a free Facebook group. It's live wholesome and healthy, just all things, um, holistic nutrition and holistic wellness. Okay. Perfect. And I'll include those on the show notes too, for anyone listening. So you can click away and, and kind of learn more. I love this. Um, and tune in and they can tune into your podcast as well. It's called hopeful and wholesome podcast. Mm -hmm. That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Hope. I love this. Um, love this conversation and yeah, I'm sure everyone listening got a lot out of this. And so definitely check out, um, hope and and all she has on the go. She's got a lot of things on the go. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for tuning in and I will catch you on next week's episode. So goodbye for now. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much, and I will catch you next time.